Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. The green light is on for the green light on podcast and punters. If you tuned into the Saturday night episode, you would be up and about. Winners are plenty. We just about nailed the nationals. If simply light, light simply, if simply limelight got the head down, it could have even been a, a clean sweep. Mister America was sensational. The staying race went to script. It was just a perfect night of racing, and that could be said at the Meadows as well. Special guest Anthony as a party gave us two runners. They both win. What a night it was. And speaking of big nights, my man Jason Adams, he would have no doubt been uh, hovering about over the last uh, couple of days with the Nationals. What, what's been going on, Jace? Hello, Jim. Oh, plenty going on. It was a good week up there in Sydney. I mean, um, I mean the racing's one thing, but it's more important that sort of Thursday and, and Friday where everyone around the country gets together and chats all the big issues and uh, gets on the same page, which is a, a great thing. And I tell you what, talking of tipping performances, me last Thursday night, Eight on the board, Jim. Was it really? I did. didn't get a gig in the intro. There you go, mate. No, look, yeah, I'm impressed. Well. I'm impressed. I tipped seven, so I gave that a plug uh, last Saturday night. But eight, yeah, no, it's <laughs> good. It's good you're keeping tally, and that's why you're a, a long, long leader in the punters' punning club. But was there, uh, I guess you'd say, a best on ground when it came to uh, off the track performances from any well-known people in the Greyhound game with uh, all the action in Sydney last week? Um. Oh, there's a few around the votes. There actually wasn't a lot of um, how do I put this? There was there was no one kicking on after three quarter time. If, yeah, if that okay. makes a bit of sense. So Jason Lincoln's always there about. Oh, he was in full throttle on on, on Saturday night. But perfect segue. I, I wanted to chat about Jason Lincoln. I, I click on any Greyhound Racing awards photo, any Greyhound Racing <laughs> photo. I go to Sky Channel, watch the race, and who's the man sticking his big snout on the screen? It's Jason Lincoln. He, he's the Eddie Maguire of Greyhound Racing, isn't he? Oh, he is, and the form guide reads really long. There's been some feature races, not only even outside of Shoes of Pearl, and we know he's, he's uh, in and around those traps, but uh, there's been a few other features where he's stuck his head into it. So yeah, wherever you look, absolutely everywhere, the great man. Oh, he'd be loving this plug as well, no doubt about that. Was there a run that stood out for you at Wendy Park on Saturday night? I know we don't normally cover Wentworth Park. I thought the run of no keeper fourth for New Zealand in the staying race was even a good effort. Yeah, there was a couple of handy runs, even Zarbell in the stayers and... Um, uh, the South Australian uh, fly for tricks mm. in the, the sprint, she was good. But um, look, the win of Goddard's cash was huge. You, you mentioned Simply Limelight. He sort of got under her at that home turn, and he's a 35-kilo big unit. So for, for her to hold him in and, and go on to get the job done was enormous. Run of the week. Run of the week's a, a pretty tricky one uh, this week because there were so many runs of the week. Even though Radic Bale got beat, you know he's a favourite of mine. Uh, I thought he was almost the, the run of the night getting beat. It was such a, a big performance. There was Dynamic Prince, who was dynamic, living up to his name. And then there was a youngster who stepped out in race number six from box number two by the name of Deadly Class. And I thought from a perspective of scope and potential ability. I thought he was the run of the night last week and this is how he went about it. 
racing. Deadly Class was only fair to begin. Good speed. Lucas Jabrina leads easily and Deadly Class got a lovely run through to trail it in second. Kelsey Bale across to third. Behind them was Kanji Giant. On the inside was Do It. Well back then to Peacock Schick. And last of all was Lilico Nicky. Leader Lucas Jabrina. Deadly Class is looming very, very large and sails to the lead. Kelsey Bale's trying to run on from behind it. They're clear then of Kanji Giant. But oh, Deadly Class is all class. Wins it over Kelsey Bale and Lucas Jabrina will run into third. Absolutely love that call from our man Dan Hibbard who as I've been saying Chase is going to have his own segment on the podcast very very soon as we count down to the spring carnival of Greyhound Racing but that that win home in what was it 10.39 or something like that was extraordinary and the way this young dog held off Kelsey Bale safely ticked a few boxes didn't it? Yeah, a lot of boxes. And, I mean, we didn't, haven't seen a lot of him over 500 metres of, of sort of recent times. I think he went through a, a maiden series in the Meadows. Initially went really well, but that was one of the performances of, of his career. Fast time, his splits are split up on the page. So serious type and is sort of announcing himself on the big stage. So wherever he goes next, I'm sure will be taking great interest. He wasn't even leading off the back. The leader was uh, number one at that point, Lucas Jabrina. He was about to take the lead deadly class. They went 1890. To put that in perspective, he's gone 2929 overall compared to Dynamic Prince, who's not weak. He came off the back much faster at 1866 and went 2926. So the win was absolutely extraordinary and no doubt a greyhound to follow moving forward deadly class. Thursday's preview. I tell you what, Jason Adams, I'm a little bit excited about this meeting at Sandown Park uh, Thursday night. We're getting the podcast out really, really early. And uh, the reason we're doing that is because we want our loyal family to uh, and loyal listeners to gamble responsibly but but win some money on, on Thursday night. I, I honestly think it's a night where we can, can make a buck. Have you had much of a look at the form guide, mate? I, I know we're recording pretty soon after the fields were released. Yeah, carved through it, sort of found one in each of them, and you're right, there's a couple of really big names. I mean, Emron Boy and Mr. Audacious makes his city debut, which is going to be really interesting. Mm. It is. Race one, ten past six, mate, and final. I think I've got one here that might go around at value number seven, Minter Frost. Had no luck last week, just kept on finding a way to make ground. I thought the run was big. Drawn a little bit awkwardly in seven, would have much preferred him drawn down near the inside, but... I was uh, taken by this uh, son of Zambora Brocky first up. If he doesn't win this week, Jace, black book him anyway. Uh, he's going to win some races for sure. Yeah, very tricky maiden finals as always. I went with number five, Cheeky Wink. Well-bred and was pretty good on Sunday, so hopefully you can back it up. My best bet of the night, race two, is number two, Amron Dan. If you go back and watch the, the last two runs at the Meadows, pretty much since this Greyhound has been racing for the Ennis Camp, he's been flying, always had a lot of ability, mad for the rail, and he is drawn to perfection. The red will ping out and lead. He'll just go straight underneath of that through the first corner. And look, I'm, I am as confident as I can be, as I always like to say, Jace Gamble responsibly, but I'm very, very keen on the each way here with Amron Dan. Well, if he's close enough, absolutely watch out. I thought I'd go towards one with a, a bit more pace, and that's number five, Mapunga Tess, who, who's done some pretty good things so far, but clearly still on the up. Not yet two years of age, and still got plenty ahead of her. Race three, I like number eight, Mechanical. I think he's a, a big, striding greyhound that needs a bit of room. It's small field. He's got box number eight. Brings him into the race. I think he's an each-way chance. Number two, Jimmy Intention for me. I think Stepping up to 700 metres for the first time. Up his alleys. 
doing a lot for a young dog over uh, the 600-metre region, so 700 looks right up his alley. I'm going to write a song called Radek Bale. It's going to finish strongly, though, but, um, yeah, oh, look, I love this dog. His run last week was enormous. I'd like to hear your thoughts, Jace. Am I barking up the wrong tree, or is he a huge chance to win this week? Yeah, he's a huge chance. I think there's just been so many times where he's always been sort of that luckless one that, that's been the eye-catcher late. So in this event, I went with number two, Osprey Storm. I think she can spear. She went 41.90 in her uh, only crack over the 700 metres here at Sandown. And I think she might, or he, I should say, might be in a, a better spot than what Radek is early on. Um, but he's one of my favourites too, Radek. I get sucked into those who get back and run on, and, and he's one of them. Yeah, it's scary when you have a bet on them because you know you're going to be mm. probably giving them a head start. But he was a way better last week, and I think the 700s is go. And look, they can normally go one or two ways, second run over the 700. They can either sort of go forward from, from the fitness they got out of last week, or they can struggle to back up the week later. But let's hope it's the first of those two. I like race five, number two here, wrote, wrote the script. It's a pretty hard race. I, I'm not certain he's up to the class of a few of these out wide, but I'm, I'm happy to have a small each-way play on the two. Yeah, he's a little bit hard to follow. When he wins, he wins really well, but then other times he can find himself in, in all sorts of uh, drama. I went with number six, Fernando Mick, just so good in that free-for-all, although he ran third. Uh, at the Meadows on Saturday night. I think this is a, a much uh, easier field than, than what he found himself up, up against then. Tell you what, mixed four and fives don't get much better than race six. You've got Let's Win Coin in two, Mapunga Mustang three, Kelsey Bale, Danny Gibbons' favourite dog out in box six, and then Mr Audacious in seven. Hot lineup. I think Mapunga Mustang speed maps to win this race, but my goodness, I'm keen to see what Mr Audacious does in town. Have you got any inside word there at Sandown Park on this dog? Well, he's had two hitouts here and, and gone pretty well the first time. The second time, uh, not too bad as as well. But look, it's all about stepping out in the two-turn track in a full field, which is going to be uh, his challenge. But looking forward to, to seeing what he can do. I'll, I'll be with number six, Kelsey Bale. Just she was massive last week, and hopefully she can find herself in a nice spot because she once was when she had having those battles with Emron Boy at a high pace and, and sort of not have a heap in the tank late. But she's turned that around. She's super strong. Mm, and she just needs an inside draw, though, doesn't she? She's had a, a very hard run at box draw. Race number seven now, Jace. We kick on to a 595-metre race. I'm with Ambush. He, he does sometimes need a little bit of luck because he's not the best of beginners, but oh, I think he's probably one of two or three winning chances in the race, and therefore I think he's a good each-way play. I agreed. I'm on, on board with him as well. He's a strong unit, as we know, for, for Ned McDonald, who I'm sure is an absolute fan of the, the Greenlot on podcast. Oh, so if he gets room... Yep, he'll be there. You know what? I might even hassle mm-hmm. Nettie McDonald. I, I love catching up with him and just seeing what he's doing because he's either playing footy, playing basketball. He's a he's a real sportsman, and he's got a couple of good dogs in the kennel. So I'm going to flick him a message and try and get him on this podcast, and I'm sure he will oblige. What about Race 8? Amron Boy, Zippy Tesla, two of, let's face it, Victoria's best sprinters, but they aren't always explosive away, and they have drawn awkwardly. I'm leaning to Amron Boy, but it's not the easiest of race on paper. It's deep, and one thing that is consistent is there's not a great deal of speed. So I sort of sense, although he's not perfectly drawn, Emron Boy, he's a fair chance of leading this in my eyes. And if he does, it's all about the clock. Race nine, one who will not lead is Ariane Bale. The red will lead Handsome Rhino. Your tip last week, Dookie Devil, I thought the run was enormous, mate, but uh, just fell short with the third. But uh, no doubt would have lost no admirers on that run. I think Ariane Bale's going to get a really, really good look at them here. So I'm happy to go each way. And she just returned to form at the Meadows and did what she can do last start. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the devil yet again, number three, and he'll be my best of the night. I thought he was tremendous last week. And what was his first look at at Sandown? I know he's trained Glenn Dayton, has no issue with him sort of turning up to the track for the first time. But uh, second time around in a field that's probably comparable, if not a, a little bit weaker than what he found last week, I think he's right in the thick of it. Race 10, the green light on podcast. I'm going to have one unit to win, four units a place on number three, Sir Chappie. It's that type of bet where I think we're having more a place than a win because he's never too far away. Never too far away. And, geez, he mixes up what he does as well. Um, I'm with number one, Limit Switch. I thought she's uh, got a bit of pace, and when she finds herself in a, a pretty prominent spot, goes really well, especially in the last start here. So I'm with her. Chris Tilley's putting the polish on if you say, and if you say it'll win, I'll say it'll win, and we'll both agree with race 11, number one. <laughs> No, oh. I'm going to be number eight, Jackpot Joan. Um, pretty good last week and, yeah, not a race that I looked at and thought, yep, this is the one, but um, she's the one that I've landed on. Race number 12, uh, on with number two, Hey Scooby. I think the red will show the initial speed uh, and then you'll have Hey Scooby who potentially can outpace, take the lead and get the job done. But there is a handy dog drawn out in box seven, but... I just think from a betting perspective, it's not worth backing extreme force from the draw, and hence I'll go with number two. But if the seven gets a run, the seven will win. There's clearly risk attached when it comes to extreme mm. force, but building a case outside of him, I just couldn't do it. So as short as he's going to be, if he gets clear, we know what he can do. So hopefully he brings everything he's bought in his, in his past two runs, and we, we see another blinder from him. Hunters, hunting club. Punters Punning Club. I love Emron Dan's chances. I think Minter Frost is value. I think Ambush will go well. I think Ruddick Bale is, is going to run the race of his life this week. So plenty I could have picked from, but I'm going to go with my best bet, Amron Dan, $25 each way. And there's a pretty high confidence level on this one, Jace. I think I'm going to start catching up on that tearaway leader that is yourself. What are you doing, mate, on the Punters Punning Club this week? Well, I might take the same uh, attack from an each-way point of view. So $25 each-way race. Nine, number three, Dookie Devil. I think he's ready to fire. And as good as he was last week, hopefully uh, even better this time around. So race nine, number three, Dookie Devil. Good on you, brother. Happy punning on Thursday night. Cheers, mate. Enjoy. Inside Info. Well, the numbers go up when we have Nettie McDonald on the line, and that's the reason we've got the great man on the podcast once again. At the moment, he sounds like he's driving a Mack truck, but we'll we'll deal with that. Our man, Nettie Mack, how are you, brother? I'm good, mate. Yeah, sorry about the noise. The um, the mud frame tyres on the work here aren't too great on the bitumen roads. That's all right, mate. We're doing the uh, doing the job. Hey, uh, I thought I'd just get you on more just to have a chat about you, mate, because uh, the family love hearing what Nettie McDonald's up to. And, and last time we had you on, you were off to play a basketball game. Was it a, a winning one? Yeah, it was a winning one. I think they actually got the job done by about 20, so oh, it, was a, mate, it was an easy one. It wasn't finals, was it? No. No, 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 no. Finals. Uh, one more game than finals. No, nah, nice, mate, because you knocked out of the, the footy finals, aren't you? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. That's it, mate. There's always next year. That's what I like to say. Let's turn our attention from uh, you and your sport and everything else. Well, is there anything else going on in the life of Ned McDonald we should know? Oh, there's always something going on, mate. Never never ends. Never nah. ends. You keeping well? Yeah, doing well, mate. Doing well. You know, just got a couple of nice dogs and trying to put all my time and effort into them and, yeah, just try my best. Well, mate, uh, Sunday, we're recording this Monday, so yesterday we can say you're racing with a greyhound by the name of Ambush, who is backing up this Thursday night. Uh, the run was enormous, wasn't it? The run home time was enormous. Yeah, the dog, look, I, I think the dog does his best racing 
at Sandown. Like, I've had him at the Meadows. I've had him at Warrigal. Like, I've had him sort of everywhere just trying to get him to find his feet. And um, every time I go back to Sandown, he, he surprises me. Like, the day he ran 29.35, I stood behind the boxes and I rubbed my eyes to make sure that, I, like, to know the time was right. Like, I know he can run, but he just he seems to put his best foot forward when he's there. And last start on Sunday, spotting Francis Benali an almighty start. He gets beat half a length in 34-21. That would probably tell you, mate, he's back to his brilliant best, really, isn't he? Yeah, I, I rate that Francis Benali highly. I think I think it's a really good dog, and it's it's got a lot of up like upside about it. And like I, down the back in the race, I knew I was going to flop out of the box and go straight to the fence. He just does it every start, and I knew down the back I was like, you know, if we get beat four or five, it's a good run, but. When he passed me going around the second lap, like to the 600s, I'm like, oh, you know, where's Chancey? He, he's re- he's putting in the big ones. And then he, um, the Benali moved off the rail a little bit and we tried to, we're not going to leave the fence. So we snuck up and we, we only got beat half a length in, like you said, 34.20. So it was, yeah, I was wrapped with the dog. He's drawn box three Thursday night, not the deepest to Thursday night race. You would almost say he's dropping in class from that run behind Francis Benali on Sunday somehow. Yeah, I have look. I've been that busy. I haven't even looked at the fields properly. I, I got the text and I seen box three, and I was, you know, I'm happy because he needs one, two, three. That that that's the dog. He, he doesn't like it any other any other way. So I, all I know is I got a message from one of the boys that I um play footy with, and he said um the red looks like it goes okay. So I'll, I'll, I'm I'm assuming the red will be the dog to beat then. Well, don't worry about that, Nenny. I'm, I'm confident, mate. I rate you as one of the better bets of the night. I think you're drawn beautifully. There's probably four dogs that will struggle to really power at the end of the race, and off your run Sunday, we know that's exactly what you'll be doing. So good luck on Thursday. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And as I said, mate, we're just, just keeping the lovely family of listeners happy getting Nenny Mack on once again. No no worries, mate. Any time. Get a, get a quieter car for us next time too, mate. Yeah, I know. I actually pulled over on the side. I was like, they won't be able to hear me here. Yeah? <laughs> You're a legend, mate. We'll chat to you soon. No worries, mate. Well, that's it. Another podcast wrapped up and sent away. Hope you enjoyed the, the last 15 or 20 minutes. As always, it's been good fun and Jason Adams in good tipping form. I picked up the form at the Meadows, so hopefully we're in for a pretty big night this Thursday night. Well, until next time, punters. As always, safe travelling and happy punting.